Hello and welcome to Journeys in Grace. My name is Pastor Eric Hubbard, and I want to thank you for joining us and as we walk through this and search the Bible today. And we're going to continue our study of the seed, which is the Word of God. Again, we're going to continue with our study of the seed, which is the Word of God. And I think in this time, as never before, it's important that we not only read the Scripture, but that we connect Scripture with faith. For the Bible says that faith without works is dead. And just having knowledge of it. For the scripture says, uh, having knowledge of, of the word is not enough. It says, the letter killeth, but the spirit makes alive. So we can become, we can memorize the scriptures, we can read the scriptures, we can become a library of the scripture. But we need the spirit of God inside of us, upon us, with us. So that we not only hear it, but we apply it to our everyday life. In other words, we must put the word in action. And the Bible is so full of wisdom and knowledge and understanding. It's there and it's available for us. And as the scriptures I constantly um, and want to bring before your ears and, and, and hopefully you put before your eyes is that God has provided all things that pertain unto life and godliness. He's provided all things. All means every. It's inclusive of all things. It's inclusive of everything that you will ever need in this life. The Father has provided. And the only way to get that is through your knowledge and understanding of the word. Scripture says, my people perish for a lack of knowledge. It didn't say it because of lack of strength. It didn't say it because of lack, lack of money. It didn't say it because of uh, uh, a lack of of, of material goods, it said because it's a lack of knowledge or understanding what the will of the Lord is. It's not enough, again, I'll say, to, to know Bible. It's being, it's being expedient. Expedient means that I have a knowledge when to act and when not to act. Speak and when not to speak. See, you can have wisdom and you can have knowledge, but wisdom or knowledge spoken out of time or out of season is hurtful and damaging. But when you speak in a word spoken in season, it's like a salve to a wound. It's like a, a, a band-aid or a bandage on a, on a cut that you might have or that uh, uh, salve that you may put on to bring forth healing. But I mean, the scripture also says a word spoken out of season is like a bone or a, uh, a joint out of socket. It's painful. It's hurtful because it was the wrong time, wrong place. Wrong, wrong, wrong season. So let's go into the word today as we again speak on and just study and go into the scripture about the seed. The seed. Everything begins with the seed. So we're going to start out today in Psalms, the uh, 119th Psalm. Going to start at the 89th verse. And I'm going to say these uh, scriptures and, and I'll um, endeavor to add them to the description that you'll find if you have um, Spotify or any of your uh, podcasts. You can listen to these, and many of them have where you can read the scripture list that I'll have, and I'll connect with these uh, messages that we bring. So again, Psalms 119, verse 89. And it says, the psalmist says, Forever, O Lord, thy word is settled in heaven. Well, whenever a matter is settled, settled, it means it's over and it's completed. It means it's like a house on a foundation that's settled, it's established. That house has been uh, it's not put upon sand, it's, it's on a rock. 
and then that 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 rock or cement has uh, iron or what we would call rebar, and that cement has been poured cement has been poured over it. Then you have your uh, your header boards and all the different things that it would take to connect that that house to the ground. So that ground is settled and it's not easily moved. And this is how we we must know God is oh, when He speaks a thing, as we said in uh, Psalms eighty nine uh, thirty four. He says, when the, when the things are going out, he said, when my commandments go out to my lips, he said, they're done. He said, my commandments, will, I will not break, neither alter the things that have gone out of my lips. When God says a thing, it's settled. And this is what the psalmist is saying here in 119.89. He's saying, your word is settled. It's established. It's finished. It's complete. The maturity on the earth may not have come, but as far as God is concerned, when he says it, it's done. So let's go now. We're going to read about a young lady, and many of us have heard and read this story. Uh, some call it a Christmas story, but I think it's more than that because it, it, it shows, it exhibits uh, the faith that's required with the Word. Again, the Word requires action. It requires us to believe it and trust in it. And that's something that we see in the Word today that uh, a man's Word or uh, a word spoken now today, even a word in contract, you would think that something is written plainly in black and white in a contract is unbreakable. But it seems like today contracts are written, as they were, heard one man say, contracts are written to be broken. Because nobody, and I'm saying this encompassing all, we know that there are some, there are many uh, believers and many moral people who, who when they say a thing or when they, when they have a contract, they stay with it. And many people go to court. To enforce the rules and, and, and enforce the verbiage, rather, the, the words of the contract because the two parties butt heads in about not only the meaning of it, but whether one party can break it and get out of it. Because they don't want to. Not because uh, uh, something, the contract was broken or, you know, the other party didn't perform, the other party performed their part of the contract. But one party decides, yeah, hey, I don't like it. I, I, I quit. I'm not going to do what I said I was going to do. But our word, God's word, is settled in the heavens. Well, let's read about Mary today. And we're going to, again, this is the about the birth of Mary, the birth of Jesus, rather. And we're going to talk about it in Luke, the first chapter, in the 30th verse. It's St. Luke, the third of the Gospels, in the New Testament, St. Luke 1, 30. And to set this up again, and we're going to read some of this, and we're going to paraphrase some. But my whole point in this, I want you to see and, and just visualize the faith it took for this young lady to not only hear this, but to act on it. But I want to tell you, Mary had more, did more than did. She had to have knowledge of the word because Isaiah, in the, in, in the ninth chapter of Isaiah, he talked about the virgin birth, that, that the Messiah was coming. So Mary, this wasn't nothing foreign to Mary. She may not think it. She might not have thought it was going to ever happen to her. But in Scripture, if you will go back and just take time out whenever you get time to read Isaiah uh, nine, ten, and eleven, and it will talk about how that a virgin will give birth to the Son of God. Saint Luke one twenty nine, and as we read this. And again, as we read this, I want you to just put yourselves in her place. Put yourself in the place of Mary. So, again, you can visualize and you can uh, just 
let this these scriptures paint this picture for you. Twenty birth, ninth verse, as I read, read this, it says, and when she, when she, after she heard the words of the angel, she saw him, and she was troubled at his saying, and she cast in her mind what manner of salutation this should be. And the angel said, Fear not, Mary, for you have found favor. And behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. So oh, the word came, which requires faith. And this woman hears it, and this is what she says in 34th book. We're going to skip down. It says, Then Mary said to the angel, How shall this be? Seeing I don't know a man. And the Holy Spirit, and the angel said rather, the Holy Ghost shall come on you, and the power of the highest shall overshadow you. Therefore, that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. So what he was telling her is that God is going to, if, if you can agree, to, if you will agree. And oh, what, what, this is a very important part of faith. And your, our walk with God is not only must we read the word, but you got to agree to it. Now, a whole lot of people and denominations that they, when they read the scripture, and some read about uh, uh, the healing part of the about of the atonement and what God has given to us, um, that the Holy Spirit is for us today. That uh, there are demons that need to be cast out. There are things that uh, we can walk in the in the miraculous power of God. And there are many churches, many denominations that where people will say, you know what? I know it's in the Bible, but we don't teach that. We don't believe that. Some, they don't believe in baptism at all because they're, they're not, for whatever reason, their, uh, their denomination is saying, you know what, we're going we're to we're push that aside. Uh, that Holy Ghost, not for us today, for the time of apostles. Healing, deliverance, uh, we, don't, we, don't, we don't believe. We know it's in there, but we don't believe that. But this young lady said, uh, as the Holy Spirit spoke to her, the angel said, this thing, shall, the Holy Spirit shall overtake you and this thing should be born of thee, shall be called the Son of God. And then he went on to say, And behold, thy your cousin Elizabeth has also conceived, and she's in her sixth month, who was called barren. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. And what did Mary say? She said in the 38th verse, Be it unto me according to your word. And the angel departed. Mary received right in that instant. Faith was conceived in her. Right at that very instant, the Holy Spirit moved on her. And she received, the she conceived rather, she received the Spirit and conception was at that moment, at the moment of, of belief. And that's why I want to say to all of us that not only to, I want you to just picture this. She The moment she received the Holy Spirit came. Jesus was imparted into her. The seed of God was imparted. And because why? She received it by faith. When she said these words, be it done unto me according to your word. That's what the word of God will do. You can conceive a miracle if you will just believe God's word. You can conceive your healing. You can conceive your blessing. You can conceive uh, your deliverance or your, your breaking out. From depression, breaking out from drugs, breaking out. God will break you out of prison. He will break you out of prison legally. He will cause, it will cause a miracle that your sentence can be dismissed. He can cause a miracle 
that you can bear the burdens of your sentence, no matter how many years, God can make a way. So he'll, he'll get into the thing. See, that's what Jesus will do. He don't just, you know, the word is, Jesus gets involved with us. The word of God, God wants to be part of your everyday life. When you go shopping, when you make a decision to get a job, when you're making decisions uh, about, well, should I stay in this marriage or should I go? Should I marry this person or not? Should I move? Should I go to uh, this city or that city? Which city should I go to? Should I join this or, or, or leave that? All of these things, are, uh, all of these answers are available to us if we will trust the word of God, your answer is there. Scripture says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not to your own understanding. That's Proverbs. Don't lean to, don't, don't, don't trust in, 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 put all your trust in people and don't consult God. Many of us, we don't, we don't, we don't consult him. We don't ask him, Lord, just, uh, Father, give me uh, an answer about this. I need an answer, Lord. I need, I need to, an assurance from you. The Lord said, let the, let, 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 the, uh, uh, let the peace of God rule in your heart. That rule means let it, let it be an umpire. Let it be uh, uh, the decision maker. If you've got to make a decision and you have no peace about it, that's a warning sign. That's a caution, a red stoplight to say, wait a minute. I don't feel peace about this. Let me pray. Let me, it, may, it may be a, a good decision, a right thing to do, but it may be the wrong time. The word has your answer. God has your answer. Many are saying today, oh, I need a word. I need a prophecy. I need to hear it. Yes, we all need a word. But God gave us 66 books full of the word, which will feed you every day. It, the word will feed you. It will direct you. It will counsel you. If you will not only read it, but if we will hear when God has sent his anointed preacher and when he or she brings forth the word, draw on it and say, Lord, how does this apply to me? You might not need it today, but if the Lord is sending the word, your day is coming where you're going to need the very word that many times we reject. Oh, I heard that before. No, you might not need it today, but hold on. Life is coming. So what did Mary said again? She said, uh, be it unto me according to thy word and conception hit her because she received the word of God and it said in the 39th verse and then Mary did what she arose went to the hill country because she wanted to see this thing that the angel had said see there's nothing wrong for, for, with, with waiting on waiting on the word of God the Bible says that we should try to uh, uh, spirit by the, try to spirit by the word the angel said it and I believe it, that the Holy Spirit quickened in her knowledge of what Isaiah said. Because the prophets were read in the synagogue. And the Bible said that Mary was considered, she was a highly favored among women. God picked her out. But I believe if Mary would have objected to it and said, no, Lord, I, I can't receive that. God would have found someone. He would have found someone. Like many of us to do, we reject the word. We reject the opportunity God gives us. That's why we must have a heart to, uh, 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 ears to hear and eyes to see and a heart to perceive. 
perception is one of the most important uh, uh, gifts that God has given to the church. Another way of perception is discernment. Or you can discern right and wrong. Where you can, you can discern when to go and when to stay. You can discern when to uh, uh, speak and when to be quiet. The writer said over in, uh, uh, I believe it was Solomon said over in Ecclesiastes, there is a time and a season for all things. There is a time and a season for all things. But the issue is, we need to know the season. The kairos of God. The season of God. When's the when, when, when's the when, when's the season? When, is the, when, the, when are the days fulfilled that I should speak, that I should leave, that I should come, that I should go? All of these things are there and available for us if only we would, we would trust in the word that God has already provided for us and we would allow the word to speak to us. He's there. If any man acts wisdom, let him act of God who giveth liberally and upbraideth not. That's James. Apostle James says, if you, if, you, if you lack wisdom and you lack understanding, he said, go ask, ask God. He will give you freely. That's what liberally means. He'll freely give it to you. But we have not because we ask not. God's word is available to you. It's available. And if this young lady, hearing an angel, Maybe not understanding all that was heard, but she said, you know what? If God said it, I believe it. And now we're going to go down and skip down to uh, the fourth verse. It says, and Mary entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted Elizabeth. And, and it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, the babe leaped in her womb. John the Baptist is who Elizabeth brought into the world. It, he leaped as in, yes. This is my time. I don't have but a few days now left in this room. I'm getting ready because my job, God gave him, as he told Jeremiah, I knew you before you entered your mother's womb. I had an assignment for you. And this is the same thing that I speak to everybody that's here this uh, podcast today. God has an assignment for you. But why would he give you an assignment and when we walk in disobedience, we don't allow the grace of God to work on the inside man? Yes, it's all right, it's all right to look holy. It's all right to act holy. But it's more important to be holy, as the Bible says. Be ye holy, for I am holy. And to be holy is to accept the Holy One. The righteousness of God, which came by Jesus Christ, is not by all that you do. It's not by your fasting. It's not by your how long you pray. It's not like how long your dress is or, or, or how short it is. It's not. It's all about Christ in you, the hope of glory. And he comes by us receiving him as, as the word of God sent into the world. Not to condemn men, but to bring freedom to us. And this, this is what the... Uh, 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 the, the, the seed that Mary was carrying. And the father made sure that as we read here in the 42nd verse, when, when she heard, when, when she's, uh, uh, as now Elizabeth begins to speak to her and says, she spoke with a loud voice and said, blessed art thou among women and blessed is the fruit of your womb. Nobody knew this conversation, but the Holy Spirit, Mary and the angel. 
And Mary comes in and Elizabeth begins to uh, prophesy. And she said in the 44th verse, for, for lo, as soon as your voice of your salutation sounded in my ears, the babe leaped in my womb for joy. And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which was told her from the Lord. God will perform it. The gospel writer said, he that promised is also able to provide. If God promised it, as Numbers 23, 19 says, God's not a man that he lies. Neither the son of a man that he should repent. If he said it, he's going to do it. If he promised it, he's going to make it good. Mary's going to have, was going to have this baby. Satan knew he was coming. That's why uh, I'll go forward as we, as we begin to pivot here. But I'll go forward to tell you that one of the things that as you know, we all know this, the, uh, hopefully you know, maybe you don't know, but the, uh, as Mary gave, as she gave birth to the Savior, and the uh, Magi came through, and Herod heard of that uh, this, the, 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 the Messiah was born. And when he found out that there were, no one was coming back to tell him where, he killed every baby in that region that was two years old and under. And look what Satan is doing today. But oh, by the grace of God, there are people who are standing up. That young lady said, no, no matter how this baby got here, I'm going to I'm going to bring it into the world because God has an assignment for her. God's grace is available for all of us. If you can hear, if you still have a yearning in your heart to know God and you know him within yourself. I don't know what I'm supposed to do, but I know this one thing. I won't Jesus. Lord, I don't know how to come to you, but I'm, a, I'm here to tell you today, he is available. Jesus is available. And now we're going to go over to uh, the book of John. Same, same uh, uh, in, in, the, in the book of John, John, first chapter, St. John rather, St. John, verse number, chapter one, verse number one. Now John down describes Jesus Remember now, John, he wrote this book after Jesus had been crucified. And now John is looking back. Apostle John is looking back. And by revelation, he begins to talk about who Jesus was when he came into the world and who he is now. John is talking about who, what Jesus was in the beginning, who Jesus is now, and what he shall be in the future. St. John 1, 1. In the beginning was the Word. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. The same word that God spoke in Genesis 1, Jesus was that word. That word that God spoke out was Jesus. And the Holy Ghost was there performing whatever the word came as the word came. He said the same was in the beginning with God. Jesus was there. All things were made by him. That was Jesus' job to bring forth the earth because he was the word. And this is what Jesus would do inside of us. He will bring forth. That's why, again, we bring it, we, we, we mix that word with faith and say, we say, Lord, I'm, I'm here to learn. I'm here to be a student. I'm here to be a child so that I can receive. That's what children do. They receive from their mom. They receive from their dad because they trust them. Knowing that if I ask, 
my father, if I asked my mother, you know, when we were little, we said, Mom, I'm hungry. And somehow or another, even if you didn't have a mom didn't have a lot of money. She might not have had, you know, you might not have been had the best of financial circumstances. But somehow, mama got something to cook. She cooked up something, and it was always good. It might have been plain, it might have been beans and cornbread, it might have been whatever it was. Mama, when she cooked it, was a it was a gourmet dinner to us. Because she she and my father, they were our providers. We never went hungry. We might not didn't have everything and have the best of the best. But to us, anything mis mixed with love, there's an anointing on it. And see, that's what Jesus is. He was the expressed image, as Colossians says. He is the expressed image of God. He did what expressed means whatever God was, Jesus is. No, he didn't bring all of it. Excuse me, all of his godliness into the earth because the earth couldn't have stood it. We couldn't have stood it if we would have saw all the holiness and, the holiness and the power that came with Jesus. But he was wrapped in flesh when he was put into Mary. And this is what uh, the gospel writer says here in the third verse. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In him was life and the life was the light of man. But again, then he begins to talk about the future. He says, the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness comprehended it not. That's what the scripture says. He came to his own. And his own, not only did they refuse him, they didn't even know him. Those that were blind, those that walked, by, walked in darkness, because they chose to walk in darkness. Romans uh, first chapter talks about how that we choose to walk, because all of us have a, a knowledge of God. We have a knowledge of God. If you read around Romans 1.18, all men, there are people who declare they are atheists. I'm an atheist. I don't believe God. I don't believe in the existence of God. But I want to tell you, they know there is a God. They deny him. Their conscience, many of them, their conscience have been sealed and have hardened. So now, you know, you talk to them something about God, they want to put their hand up. But the Bible says, you know, you may deny that there is him. But you know, and if you don't receive Christ before you leave this earth, if you don't receive his loving grace, you're going to find out you made the wrong decision. But grace is ever the hand of grace, the hand and grace is Jesus Christ. God's unmerited favor toward us. As I said before, I'll say it again. One touch of God's favor is worth a lifetime of labor. You could be struggling with an addiction. You can be struggling with, with uh, uh, self-doubt, unworthiness. You could be in a broken marriage. Uh, uh, you could be in a prison today. Not only a natural prison behind bars, but many of us are behind spiritual prisons. We're behind, we're behind mental prisons where we're in that box and we think we're not good enough. We may have been trained for a thing and we've settled for less than. We've allowed life to push us in a box. But what did the angel tell Mary? With God, all things are possible. That's what grace is. The grace of God is available. And he can move to a young lady to, 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 uh, and, and, and as she grew up in life, he looked and saw her heart and said, she will believe me. Will you believe him today? Will you trust him? Not just to be saved, but to see where you are in life and say, Father, I want more. 
You can live and have a mediocre life and do just enough. All of us can. Not just you, me. I'm included. We all can do just enough. Uh, you go to church on Sunday, you do maybe, maybe Wednesday, Wednesday Bible study. Maybe, you know, it's not about how many times you go to church, but it's a routine. You may just go to church on Sundays. And you know what? Go If, if, if that's all you can do, God is pleased with that. You don't have to live in a monastery to be pleasing to God. You know why? Because if Christ is in your life, God is pleased with you. But I want to tell you there's more. That's so much I just said this time. Some people uh, almost choked when they heard me say that. What do you mean God is pleased with me and I'm living this kind of life? If the blood has covered you, I quoted to you before and I'll quote it again. Go and read Hebrews 10th chapter and Hebrews uh, the 12th chapter. The Father said, their sins and their iniquities, I will remember no more. In other words, God says, sin is not my problem. It's unbelief is your problem. If you reject my son, you have a problem. Because the Holy Spirit came, what did Jesus say? The Holy Spirit came to convict people because they didn't believe on me. He didn't come to convict people of, of sin. God's God, he covered the sin problem when Jesus came. Jesus is the answer for sin. Our problem is, and I said our, I'm in, the, I'm in the same boat, is our struggle with unbelief. When God shows us a thing, and we're all at different levels of you know, getting unbelief out of our lives. I'm not condemning everyone. I'm my, not my job and not my desire to bring condemnation. But we have to push out unbelief by receiving the word and trusting in him and blocking out all the noise we hear in the world. It's there. COVID has risen again. There's more fights. We hear about fights on the airplane. People just seem like anything and everything is a reason for an argument. There's a, there's a, 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 there's a seem like a massive amount of divorces that are happening now. Man doesn't want to turn to the one answer God has provided, and his name is Jesus. He said, I did not come to the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved, might be delivered, might discover hope. He didn't come to condemn you for that, that drink you got in your hand or the cigarette in your, in your, in, into your lips. Some people say, well, what about smoking and this and that? I'll tell you, sin will kill you. It will kill you. Without Christ, sin will kill you. But after you receive Christ, Jesus will, the, the reception of Jesus will change you from the inside out. Some of you say, well, you know, I don't want to get, I can't, I don't know if I can give up smoking. Receive Jesus. That's all I, he's got an answer for, for your addiction. Whatever destroyed you. Some people have tried, you tried the patch, you tried this and that for your, your smoking. Jesus is the answer. Some of you got drug problems, whether it's alcohol or pills or whatever the case may be. Now the legal one, uh, uh, weed. It's weed. Weed helps depression, I'm told, and all these different things. But I'm going to tell you, Jesus is the best medicine you will ever take. 
Again, I'm not the, I'm not condemning anyone for taking medicine. That's no sin for taking medicine. Sin, taking medicine is, is not uh, not a sin. As I said before, if there wasn't medicine, there's a whole lot of people, saint and sinner, will be off this earth. If there wasn't for uh, uh, the scientists bringing forth uh, uh, the COVID vaccine, millions more may be in the grave today. It was not my uh, desire to condemn you, but I come to show you a better way. And that way is Jesus. I might have stepped on your toes, but I want to tell you, there's an alert out now, church. The world is coming to an end. But Jesus told us to fear not. Don't fear. Don't get. Don't be overtaken by all these things that we hear. Jesus talked about a time will be beginning of sorrows, when the earthquakes and wars and rumors of wars and 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 and, and disagreements in families and houses, mother and daughter, father and son, all these things are happening. But Jesus said, "Fear not." He said, "I'll never leave you, nor forsake you." Never. What does never mean? Never means never. Jesus is your answer for whatever problem you got. If you're saved and got a problem, if you are unsaved and got a problem, Jesus is the answer because he works from the inside out. He'll change your inside so you can bloom on the outside. I'm going to say it again. He'll change your inside by grace, or we say, through faith. And that none of ourselves is the gift of God. God has given us a gift. The gift of God is available to us if we will only receive it. We know that my our time today, I had a lot of it, but I want to tell you today, Jesus is available. Will you receive him? Father, we pray in Jesus' name. We come to you, Lord. You know our life. You know what we've done. But we also know what Jesus did. He died for us. He shed his blood for us. And at this moment, Lord, we, we come to you. Forgive us of our sins. Lord, Jesus, we receive you as Lord and Savior. And we invite you as, as our Lord and our King. Lead us, Lord. Guide us. For we, are, we believe we walk into today the family of God. We thank you, Lord, and give you praise and give you honor in Jesus' name. If you said that prayer today, I pray that you would go to a Bible-believing church. Pray and ask the Lord to lead you and guide you so that you can hear the word on a daily basis. You can hear on a Sunday if you can. If it wins, if you can, on the, on the, uh, if you don't have, that's not in your area, find a podcast, find a uh, uh, show on television or on the internet. But whatever you do, receive as much of the word of God as you can. But not only hear it, read it for yourself. And if you can't read it, get you a CD. No CDs now are, uh, <laughs> are going out of style, but whatever the case may be, you need to hear it. And read it. You can hear it and get it on the CD and hear it. Get your Bible and read along with it. But whatever you do, the Word of God will open so many doors for you. As you receive it, God will show you who He is 
through the word. I pray these things be a blessing to you today. In Jesus' name, amen.